0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Now I'm delighted to be joined by David Jorgensen from Inside Soap Magazine. Hello, David.
1: Good afternoon.
0: How are you this week?
1: I'm not too bad, thank you very much. How are you? I'm
0: good, thanks. I'm good. I'm kind of glad the weekend's approaching.
1: Um,
0: Yes. You know, it's it's been a busy week and, you know, know that way where you just get a bit kind of, I'm tired now. I just want to, I want to get into my onesie and watch soaps all weekend. I want to watch the omnibuses of all the soaps I've already seen anyway. Really? (laughs) I do that, David. I do that. I watch the soaps and then I watch the omnibuses. Is that the saddest thing you've ever heard?
1: With a bottle of wine in hand about, yeah, you know. mm, Pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been spying on me, Mr. Georgenson. Uh, but anyway, listen, there's loads to get through with the soaps. Um, all pretty good at the moment. Uh, Charity's back in Emmerdale.
1: Yeah, this is great. I was thinking about this the other day actually. How 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 can we enjoy someone who's so awful? She's an awful person is charity. She really is. Trying to sell one child and selling the other child and all to get her hands on the wool pack. And it's she's awful, but she's brilliant as well. She is really is a villain you love to you just love to hate and to love at the same time. She's just absolutely fantastic. I'm delighted she's back and uh Emma Atkins who played her was off on her maternity leave, but kept making sporadic appearances from that jail cell that Charity was in, but now she's firmly back in that village and causing absolute chaos.
0: That's what always, it always amazes me when you find out. I mean, she kept her pregnancy a secret right up until kind of the last minute almost. And it, it always kind of surprises me when, you know, you do hear that a soap star is, is you know, working right up until the end of their pregnancy. And it's the way they hide their bumps, you know, with big, massive shoppers hmm. and uh, that kind of thing. You know, it's it's incredible. But um, yeah, she did appear sort of a few times during a maternity leave, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she's great, actually. She's really up for it, you know, in keeping uh, charities handed in all the storylines. And uh, this week, obviously, now, we've got Ross firmly in, thing, in, the, in the scheme of things because, obviously, as Moses' father, she's got, charity's got hold over him, but also she wants this cash to get into the wolf pack. So what does he do? Well, <laughs> I have to describe this to you. I'm not sure what the audio description would have said now, but Ross basically adopted a disguise to rob a jewellers. And is. <laughs> I think he put talcum powder in his hair, and and it's made him got like not. It's supposed to make him look older than he is, and it really hasn't worked, in my opinion. And he's also put a pair of glasses on, and it's a bit like Clark. Everyone thinks that Clark Kent isn't Superman, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a bit of a crazy disguise, all right. And he's put some talc in his beard as well, so it's a bit grey, and and yeah, it's. It, it's it's quite funny to be honest, and I think Charity is the mistress of all disguises with that black wig that she puts on, when she, and her, and her glasses when she's on the Rob. But yeah, this time it's Ross doing it, and uh, thankfully at least he's not um, hitting anyone or bludgeoning anyone. But he's he's trying to do a con, and yeah, it's it's a huge mess, and I think Ross needs to sort himself out.
0: I just had to laugh. In that, you know they were looking for she's a charity's looking for fifty grand from him, and he goes and he steals a Rolex and a ring from a jeweler you know in Houghton um you know it's not like he's going off to to Paris or or Tiffany's even um (laughs) you know to to get a 50 grand ring um it's it's a a kind of small diamond ring and a a Rolex um obviously worth a lot of money but not quite 50 grand um so yes I, I know what you mean by that but um to hide it in his baby's nappy what a terrible thing to do
1: it's quite a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I'm condoning it, of course, and not in any way, shape, or form.
0: Where can we rent a child, David?
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: Okay, okay, we're not on the rob this week, definitely not. Um, But yes, uh, the wedding of the year so far is coming up. Uh, is it tomorrow night or is it... No, yeah, no, wait a minute. Yeah, it's tomorrow night, isn't it? Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow night,
1: yeah, tomorrow's Friday, yeah, exactly. This is a really sad one, a bittersweet wedding, let's say. Laurel and Ashley. Now, we all know, obviously, they've had their problems in the past, but very, very uncertain future indeed, because obviously, as we all know now, Ashley has been diagnosed with vascular dementia. And as we all sadly know, there is no cure for um, dementia at the moment. And yeah, we don't know how long ashleys he's, 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 he's getting on very well at the moment, all the preparations for the wedding and everything else. And, uh, but yeah, we have no idea how long he's got left with this in terms of being mentally present, you know, with his mind and everything else. And yeah, it's a very bittersweet time and Laurel's dad, Doug, not really too impressed with everything that's going on at all. And he's got sincere doubts about how Laurel's going to cope because obviously, as we know, most fairly recently, of course, she had a big battle with the booze and uh, it depends on how what, what is going to happen to Laurel now when Ashley does it's not a question of if it's a question of when Ashley does start to deteriorate and how she's going to cope with that so they're quite rightly um, worried about this of course but at the same time we all know that Laurel and Ashley have the best of intentions and they do want to get married to create a stable family for themselves.
0: Absolutely it makes me wonder is, is it going to be Ashley that has the crisis of of conscience or something, you know, and and decides not to go through with the marriage or you know that's that that would be awful, you know, because I well think-
1: there is going to be a little twist in Intel for this wedding in terms of who uh, actually performs the ceremony because let's just say there's there's a slight issue at the church
0: oh right I okay will,
1: I'll, I'll leave it at that
0: <laughs> oh gosh right you well i need to watch it tomorrow night definitely then um okay let's move on to coronation street and uh oh gosh where do i start with coronation street let's talk about sarah platt now obviously she um was very upset yesterday uh she didn't feel her baby move but now everything's okay they've they've Sorted everything out. Um, how is this all going to work out? Because obviously, she's had you know, she's she's pregnant to a man who she just so happens to have uh helped kill and conceal his body. Uh, he was a gangster. Um, I, I'm just wondering how she's going to actually feel about this when the baby's born.
1: Mm, this is the thing, yeah. She's not, uh, obviously we saw the state of Sarah just after um Callum was killed and uh, um and yeah she wasn't coping very well at all she got very close to billy the vicar and um, he was trying to help her but obviously david and kylie didn't want to give away too much information quite understandably so uh yeah she wasn't coping very well and she's found the whole pregnancy very stressful indeed added on top of the course with all the callum stuff is the fact that bethany's being bullied at school there's all those pressures and yeah she's not in a good way at all at the moment and she's becoming increasingly paranoid about what's happening to the baby and how the baby's going to turn out you know is 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 is, is just is she pregnant with someone who's going to take after his father obviously we don't we do not want that at all and then of course there's the question of Callum's mum who has been stiffing around quite a few times now since Callum vanished and Gemma Callum's pal back on the scene of course as well so it's all a bit of a mess poor poor Sarah
0: Yes, as you say, Gemma is back and um, what a dreadful little actress. I hope she grows into that part um, a bit more because it's just, at the moment, it's awful, it's cringe
1: no no I think she's very good at what she does and um uh, she, she, at the moment all we've ever seen her do so far is be Callum's little lackey and um going you know doing his dirty work for him and I uh, Coronation Street has a really good way of turning very unlikable characters into people we absolutely love so obviously remember people like Becky and and Karen McDonald and people like that so I'm wondering I don't I have no idea what's going to happen with Gemini, but I'd quite like her to if she's going to hang around I'd quite like her to do kind of develop a backstory of her own and let's let's explore what is going on in her head and why she is the way she is.
0: Do you want me to give you my psychic prediction? Go on. Okay, Madame Zaza foretells that Chesney and Gemma are going to have a fling. whatever
1: would he walk away from
0: because she's all kind of busy with her uh, modeling and all that kind of stuff yes and I think he's getting he's feeling a wee bit kind of left out and uh, a wee bit kind of alone at the moment and i think that's the way it's gonna go but we shall wait and see we'll wait and see
1: complicated love life there's a there's a there's a sentence you never thought you'd hear
0: oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely not um okay let's talk about feeling now obviously um (laughs) i mean oh god i honestly that man is just so awful he's so awful um and i hate the way he speaks to michael and i hate the way he speaks to anna and um, please tell me he's going to be found out at some point he's just so hideous
1: I don't think he has, to be honest, no. I mean, he's really got his his, his 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 claws into Eileen now, and Eileen should know better. She clearly doesn't. is another relationship disaster, yet another one for poor Eileen Grimshaw, although my sympathy is very, very limited for Eileen, quite frankly, because she could be really nasty when she wants to be, and yeah, sometimes it's very funny, but at this situation, I don't think it's very funny at all, and especially poor Anna and everything that she went through with feeling the first time round with Gary and Owen and all the rest of it and now it's all coming back again and has just got to stand there and watch while he manipulates everyone around him and it is absolutely awful
0: Absolutely. And I think when you consider, you know, the, the, you know, somebody coming into the street like that, who's so new, and then, you know, for for Eileen to not believe what Anna's saying and Anna, Mm. you know, and and Gary, and I mean, they've all they've all been intertwined, you know, family wise through Gary working with uh, Jason and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's not as if she doesn't know Anna, she does know Anna. So yeah, that, she's known
1: Anna for a long yeah. time now, and 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 you know it's uh, I think I, I think Eileen has been very very foolish indeed, and I just worry about her to be honest because yeah she's not you know she's being will, I think it's the full ignorance of all the situation really, but uh, I mean Eileen's been through a lot as well, obviously with all you know everything that happened with Paul um the fireman boyfriend, and then um, before that obviously with Tony and Jason and Todd and all that stuff, and I think she's she, she she feels that like she's just due some happiness which is completely fair enough and yet understandable and yes we completely agree she is due some happiness but you know with someone as manipulative as he is it's just you know i mean i just wish she would wake up very very quickly and realize what's going on
0: well, she had her happiness with Michael, although it was a very odd and strange and not a very good pairing. Um, <laughs> you know, he still, he still seemed to really kind of love her to bits. So um, poor old Michael. But then it paves the way for him and Gail getting back together. So I quite like that. And there's no cheating involved. So uh, I'm happy with that one anyway. But uh, listen, uh, EastEnders, now terrible um at the end of last night because obviously uh we saw that nancy and lee had a big fallout a big fight the other day uh or the other week um nancy pushed lee into ollie's high chair and ollie's banged his head and he could have uh severe brain damage now
1: well, this is the thing, and it wasn't intentional, of course. This was an act. Uh, this was a fight between uh, Nancy and Lee, and uh, yeah, and poor Ollie got caught in the crossfire. And it wasn't intentional, as we say. But having said this, Nancy is very, very stupid indeed. So is Lee, quite frankly, but Nancy especially. So she's supposed to be the the brains of that family, and she's supposed to be the one who has a head completely screwed on. and supposed to be supporting everybody else, and now she's made a huge, huge mistake like this. And yeah, we're going to see now in the next. Uh, in the next while that uh, the Carters are really going to come under some pressure now because of this and what's happened and it's a very uncertain future for poor baby Ollie now obviously the Carters um, have been through this before because Johnny who is the youngest well he was the youngest son who's on his way back he's still in Italy at the moment but we know he's coming back into the show very soon and when he was first introduced into the show we found out that he was um, a premature baby and it was touching up whether he would survive as well so you know it's like it's like sort of the past kind of happening all over again with poor baby Ollie but this was never meant to happen at all and yeah poor Linda and Nick are really gonna be put through the ringer on this one.
0: You see I know that they were saying that it was an accident but I would be so angry. I couldn't be as understanding. Oh, no. I mean
1: this is this is the thing I mean accidents happen as we all know but this was a completely avoidable accident wasn't it and they should never have been acting that way especially Nancy. You know Lee not that this is an excuse of course but Lee has always obviously had his problems with depression and everything else and trying to find his place in the world but Nancy there is absolutely no excuse for that at all and 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 Nancy herself knows uh, she has epilepsy and she knows what it's like to... To live with a condition you know so what on earth has she done and how is she going to cope <laughs> yes she does have my sympathy because you know i can't imagine what it would be like to have to have call something like this but at the same time it's uh you know sympathy is limited because she's been really really stupid
0: Yep, yeah, she really has. Listen, uh, uh, speaking of stupid, um, what a stupid storyline this has been. I, it's really annoying. If, they, you, if,
1: you th- if you're if if you, you about to say what I think we're about to say, uh, we're going to have to have words.
0: Right. Is this a certain Mitchell?
1: Oh, okay.
0: No, I was going to say Ronnie and Jack. I mean, it's ah, just so irritating. Okay. You know, one minute they're together, next minute they're not. One minute they're together. It's just like, oh, make up your mind. You're boring me now.
1: I have to say, uh, I love Jack being back though. So Um, do I. I think Jack is a really breath of fresh air in EastEnders because he's he's a kind of a, a lone voice of reason sometimes, you know, and he's he's the he's the one who's always supported his brother Max. Obviously, Max now banged up for uh, the murder of Lucy Beale that he didn't do, and that is all to come later on. But uh, yeah, I love Jack being back, and it's great. And I think he's a, he'll be a very good influence on Ronnie indeed if they do actually last the course. That's always very debatable where Ronnie Mitchell is is concerned.
0: So just finally then What was the story You were thinking That yeah. I was going to be Talking about
1: I thought you wouldn't Have liked Claudette And and the whole drama With Claudette Having risen Dug herself out of her own grave And everything else
0: Oh no 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 I'm dying to love, see What's oh, happening that. with it's this
1: Absolutely brilliant And I've got my own theories About this I'm not going to share now Because they're very long winded But I think I think the Hubbard drama is, is only just beginning On this score now And I think it's going to be A bit like Dynasty in Dallas To be honest I think this is going to be A saga through the ages and we've, we've got over the Lucy Beale stuff now and I think this is going to be the next long-running big storyline.
0: Oh, I can't wait. Honestly, I'm very excited about that one too. How could you think that that would be the one I would be talking about, Mr. (laughs) Georgenson? Listen, thank you so much for joining us today, David. The soaps are all great and you're even more fabulous than the soaps. Uh, If you want to take a look at Inside Soap Magazine, it is out at the moment. It's fabulous as it always is. But uh, if you can and you want to take a look online, it's definitely a fully accessible website. I know because I'm on it all the time. Have you got the fully accessible web address?
1: Yes, I do indeed. It is insidesoap.co.uk.
0: David Georgeson from Inside Soap magazine, thank you so much for joining us here on Insight Radio.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening
1: to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insideradio.co.uk.